Hello again and welcome to Sex the Conversation. It's to your girls, Johanna and Toyasi. Hello, everybody. Welcome. How y'all doing? That's right. <laughs> Hope everyone is doing well. So let's get into um, today's conversation. The episode is sex talk, right? By sex talk, we mean that conversation that parents and guardians typically have or ideally are supposed to have with their children, uh, right? So let's get about what? Oh, yeah. The conversation <laughs> that parents have with their kids about sex. Yeah. yeah, they prepare them for the realities, you know, of sex and just the realities that with them, you know, in the outside world. Right. That's to sex, right? So that's what we're going to be diving in on right. today. So let's get into it. Okay. Right. So show of hands. Did not have that conversation with you. Raise your hand up. Did not? Yes. Okay. So that seems like one each hand for each parent. Each hand for each doubt. Right. <laughs> so clearly our parents did not have that conversation, right? With us. Yeah. So <laughs> but you know, there were certain hints here and there that they may have thrown, right? And for me, one of those hints or the closest thing to sex that was mentioned to me was from my dad. And it was a time where he said, you're on a mission. Do not get distracted. So for me, that was the closest. Did you ever get any hints, any, I'm not gonna go there, but you know, yeah. you know how they say in Yoruba, uh, so full, um, uh, right. But they know it, Adodindi. Right. Ain't nothing Dodindin in here because you, you didn't even give Aboro. How about we start from there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know when you did that, and that translates to when you tell a, a child that is wise, you don't need to tell them everything. You tell them half of the thing, and when it gets, when they ingest that knowledge, it becomes a full wisdom. That's what kind of loosely what that Yoruba saying means. But my, what I'm even saying is like you don't even give us the seed. So how are you expecting a fruit to grow, right? For me, my friends never like they never talk about it the only thing that i that that i had in my experience was a tiptoeing around it's like tiptoeing around the subject it's like talking about we're not talking about the elephant in the room but the space that the elephant is occupying you know it's right. taking that's what we're talking about we're not talking about so for example putting it in context say um maybe a, a girl who's a, who was a teenager when we were all teenagers um just showed up out of nowhere pregnant your parents would not my parents would not tell me oh like sex is what caused this thing or uh, this is what you do to avoid that everybody would just you know, castigate and um, criticize the girl like, oh, this she she's messed she's messed up. She made bad decisions. She's a wayward or whatever. And they will not use that as a warning to you. Like, if you like, go and you two go and be like that, right? They will tell you. They're not telling you what leads to that pregnancy. They'll tell you about the consequences. They'll, and that's it's like a cause and effect, right? right. They tell they're speaking on the effect. The but what are the causes? Right. They'll what tell you pregnant? like the consequences of sex. Oh, don't be pregnant. Don't get pregnant. Don't do. I'm like, okay, fine, but like. How does pregnancy even happen before you're telling me don't be pregnant? You know, but nobody would, nobody told me in my experience, my parents never talked about sex. It was always just that whole thing about tiptoeing around the subject. And when the consequences shows up, we focus on that consequence, but never going back to, okay, this is what leads to this thing and you should avoid it. It's like, oh, don't let a man touch you. Like, especially when I had my period, it's like, oh, don't let a man touch you, you'll get pregnant. They're like, okay, is that like physical touch? Or, but of course I was smart. So I, I knew stuff. Thankfully I had a wisdom. I, I used to read a lot when I was young, so I knew, I learned a lot of stuff, and I probably learned things that I should have learned too, but everything worked out, and it all added to my knowledge, it helped me to make some good decisions, I think, well, no, I never had that conversation, my parents never had that conversation with me. Right, and um, so it seems like parents um, tend to use, especially people who are of faith, right, it seems they tend to use um, hope and prayer as a strategy, like, I'm not going to have this conversation, I'm not going to go there, but I hope and pray, so let me tell you, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a person of faith, right? You know, we all need to tap into the higher power, whatever faith you believe in, right? We all need to tap into the higher power. But it's even better. It's more pragmatic when 
because I mean, we're living the physical world, even though we're spiritual beings living in a physical world, we live in the physical world. How about you also satisfy the aspect, right? Tell them what happens physically, right? Don't just leave it to we're praying, right? Prayer and hope when it comes to sex are never good strategies to leave this conversation to. Because we, I mean, we see what happens. We listen, we watch the news, we hear things, we read things. Mm -hmm. There are, there are, saying it's, saying malicious is even, there are evil people in this world. As much as there are great, beautiful human beings, there are evil people who are out there just waiting to pray. You know, predators waiting to just pray on a child's, the lack of knowledge. Because to say right. ignorance, I think it's just wrong. Because a child is a child. They only, they only know so much, right? They're waiting to, you know, just use, take those children, you know, take advantage of those children. So we cannot, just because you're a person of faith, you know, how about pray? Yes, that's fine. But also do the physical, fulfill the physical and have that conversation because yes, you're, you're a spiritual being, but you're li living in a physical world. So prepare that child. And for me, I always say, when it comes to sex, do not put anyone on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Do not put anybody on a pedestal because yes, you may be doing your praying and all of that stuff. And then you're somewhat, a lot of times you see people become too trusting of people. Mm -hmm. And then you hear later hear stories of, my pastor did this to me. You know, you become so trusting of your, your spiritual, what they call spiritual leaders, whether it's your pastor or whether it's your, whatever, whatever faith you're from, right? Okay. You become so trusting. And then you hear all these, you know, like these sad, disheartening, heartbreaking stories where these people that you trust so much because you put them, you think they're God, they're not God. You think, you know, you put them on this pedestal. They, they, they tend, sometimes they end up being the ones harming, you know, causing some of the harms to children. So do not put anyone on the pedestal. When you have this conversation with a child, let them know the ins and out. And of course, we're not saying you give them all the information one time. It's going to be an ongoing conversation. You don't, I mean, where a child is, you give them what they can absorb, what they can understand, and you continue to build upon that, that information and that knowledge. So please do not put anyone on a pedestal when it comes to sex. Let the child know what they can understand and absorb and continue to build upon that knowledge. So you see. Yeah, I think like even let's even unpack that a little as far as that power dynamic in a religious context, no religious um, environments, right? If, for example, your child is in that kind of environment, and I've, I've heard personal experiences of people who were taken advantage of by a spiritual leader that they were supposed to be safe on the whole was supposed to be take, looking after them right take care of them and those kids could not tell their parents because some of them who did tell their parents their parents believed that those kids were possessed for some reason and they were trying to ruin this person's reputation this um higher power this is a spiritual leader's reputation and some couldn't tell their parents because they were scared that they would never be believed right so there's also that um advantage of when you do have that conversation the sex talk with your kids and kind of from and usually i feel like it's better to start from when they're young and you build up on it than waiting for when they are teenagers when you now come and sit them down to give them it will be awkward it will be awkward i was reading online um, a thread about how people had uh, sex talk with their parents and it was so funny a lot of people were saying like their parents didn't just sat down them one, one day like some of them were watching commercial maybe for condom and the parents turned to him and like you know you can talk to us about sex right and it was like oh, really it was awkward or there was a sex scene and we know that there was a sex scene on tv and everything is just like awkward right but like i feel like if you start the conversation little by little especially when kids ask that question of where do babies come from how everybody does it. i mean i can't propose i can't tell you how to address it but i feel like it's good to kind of start from when they're small so that they kind of have an idea of and they also feel sex. secured around you i think and they, and that, that, opens, yeah, that opens a channel for them to come back to you so say for example they are somebody kind of wants to um, prey on them or they feel a certain way about something they can come back to you because that channel had been opened by you for them to be able to come to you about especially the subject of sex and they are like oh somebody did something i remember when i was in primary school i had a teacher i was like his pet i was very close to him he didn't do anything to me sexually but he winked at me one time and i felt so weird if i felt so weird i want to tell my friend i was in primary school 
or primary three, I wasn't like in the beginning of the fire, I was really, really small, but I remember very clearly. And I went to tell my friend in class, I was like, oh, Uncle Tony toasted me because he wa- he winked at me. And toasting means like you woo a person. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I knew what toasting was and why I thought that was what it meant. But I felt like if I had had that conversation or that open channel with my parents, I would have gone back to them and probably said, oh, my, but I never told my mom, I only told my classmates, right? I would have gone to my parents and said, oh, my teacher winked at me and I felt weird. Or why did I feel weird? Kind of, I, I'm and- not... Maybe I'm, I'm being romantic, I'm romanticizing it. Like, oh, if my parents had talked to me, I would have done that. But I'm like, that potentially could have happened, right? Absolutely. Right, so I feel like having that talk, not only is it good for communicating, like informing the kids, it's a two-way channel where the yes. kid also comes back to you with questions and they can make you the reference, like Make you a, a resource, a useful, right. valuable resource. Right, like a, a resource for conversation. You might not have answers to everything they ask. And, that's and you okay. will not, I don't think any parents would have the answer and that's to everything. Okay. But they should be able to come and like, okay, let's talk through things and figure things out. Because they might have access to all the information in the world. We all know that like you still, that's why we always still have that human connection. Even though we have access to all the information in the world, there's nothing like that dialogue. It, it helps to just make the information, it makes it easier and all of that. So, I mean, I, I think there's, there's a lot of value in having that conversation with kids for sure. Oh yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because like we said, I believe some of the ways this things impact children is because I, I even know from um experience um from some of my own personal experience when things happen you know like things that are not supposed to be happening maybe you have a neighbor that is trying to prey on you because you know i did have you know um, a neighbor who tried who, who tried it but thank god that i was not a, i mean any of them all those incidents i never shared any of that with my parent right so i think these are part of the the impact where right. if we don't create that kind of atmosphere or that kind of a relationship with a child the, naturally, I think they'll go back to the people who they feel like they have a bond with, they have a connection with people. They feel like, oh, I can tell some, I can, I can say this thing to this person, and right. I'm not gonna because it's it's really a crazy thing. You have an adult who's supposed to be protecting you, or maybe one day you've been calling somebody uncle, 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 auntie, 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 and all of a sudden this person is asking you for you know do this thing, or they you know being appropriate or showing you body parts, mm-hmm. right? You you are taking aback. You're like, what is going on? This is uncle this to me. This is auntie this to me. And then it's so confused. So if, if as a parent, you've not created that, you know, environment or the, that relationship is lacking, the child does not, because that's to begin with that, whatever is happening, which is not supposed to be happening. It's so crazy. The child is, is so confused. So they don't, naturally, they're not trying to run to somebody who they don't have a relationship with. And like, and the child might even not find it crazy because they don't know what sex is. Oh, they, 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 might, they might have a false sense of comfort with that person and they feel like because they know this person this person is an uncle figure or auntie figure they will do it they're they are innocent they don't know maybe sex is bad or is wrong because they've never been told so they will go they might go ahead and do it the uncle brings out his penis and shows a child and says touch it the child might be curious and touch it you you don't blame that child because children are naturally curious they might even if god forbid it's disgusting to say but some some people will tell the kid to put it in their mouth and the kid will put it in their mouth and you can't blame the kid because they don't have a context to understand that that is inappropriate or is wrong and that's why where that gap is if we have that gap these people these predators they are very they're very cunning they will create a false sense of comfort and i personally i have an ambition personally like and i hope that i'm able to do that because i feel like the first person a child has maybe a sexual information or communication with i feel like they feel they might feel and this is my personal from my personal experience they might feel that person is the the go-to in the on the subject so if it is a predator that they had that first sexual encounter with or that first knowledge about the kid might somehow be like oh mommy and daddy didn't tell me maybe they don't want me to know yet or i don't want mommy and daddy to know or they feel like oh maybe they, you're not comfortable they don't want to talk about it yet so they won't let you know that they know so and another reason why they, that person. another reason why they may not even share that with their parents maybe in even instances where maybe there's even some relationship these predators they are very they are really malicious because they, they know that these children they're not ignorant they lack knowledge 
they would they would psychologically they will mess with your mind twisting they would yeah. twist things around and turn things around and make you feel safe and let you know oh don't you know i'll give you all of these things don't tell anybody whatever we're doing is supposed to be between you and i nobody's supposed to know you're a big girl you're a big boy this is what big boys and big girls do don't tell it to nobody it's supposed to they would i mean they would mess with children's mind i mean we've we if you never had any uh, um, inappropriate encounter with um, other people, I'm, I'm even happy for you because no, no child yeah. should ever have to go through that. So, yeah. so because we know that these this, this predators are able, they're capable of, you know, messing these children up psychologically, we should be trying our very best. And it does not mean, you know, even in the instances where a parent tries to create a relationship that there would always be like that bond or relationship like 100%, but at yeah. least you I'm know guaranteed. you tried. There's yeah, no guarantee exactly. of anything, yeah. but at least you know you gave it your best shot. You, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, because yeah, that's in mean, my personal experience. I'm just like I feel like, and that's why I'm, I'm I'm aspiring to be the one to first talk about sex, like so that my kid will always feel like I mean I hope they can come back to me and ask me questions because I was the one who brought who first made that reality something tangible to them, like right. or let them know about it, and also not lying to them when they do ask us that, that question, not lying or when they do ask questions if it starts with them, not lying because they will find out the truth, and if you do that, it might break, it might cause a breakdown in trust and communication. So if it was a crazy person or, or a malicious person that the child had that sexual um, information from, they might feel like that's the only person they can go to and they trust, and that person will continue to take advantage of that. And then people also, those people also take advantage of the culture of shame and silence around the subject of sex. Oh, so yeah. they will do it to the kid and threaten the kid. Mm -hmm. And be like, your mommy did not tell you because she doesn't want you to know. So how do you think you want, you want, don't you dare go and tell her, or you tell her, I'll kill you or kill your family or whatever. But we want to create that, that you know, that atmosphere where they feel comfortable to be able to talk to us. And if they feel inappropriate about something, they can come to us and tell us, even if they don't know how we feel, they're like, I don't know why I feel this way about it. I'm hoping, that's my hope. I and, hope that it happens. And for this, the, on this show, what we're trying to push and advocate for is to see a world where we start to try consciously to dismantle this whole culture of shame and silence around this conversation of sex, around the subject of sex, period, right? right. Because I feel like predators are able to thrive because a lot of times when things happen, people take things to their grave. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't say. They don't say say anything. You mm -hmm. see, it's so twisted, right? It's such. It's it's such a twisted world where sometimes things will happen, and even you that have been victimized, you even start to somehow protect the person. <laughs> do, do you? As, because, and it's, a, it's a vicious cycle too. Because think about it. For example, practical example in a in a community where maybe there's a predator in that community and he preys on a girl. And the girl doesn't say anything and she grows up and she's like, oh, fine, I've escaped and she leaves. That predator is still there. The next generation comes up. He does that again. If nobody talks, it will continue to probably the person the predator dies and he will never be stopped or she will I mean, never be stopped. He or she would have gone about destroying the lives of people because so many let's, people. let's face it, this, these things have a huge effect on children. You know, it doesn't just and, and, and even let's talk about the how the sex talk, even the impact it has for you as an adult. How it goes with you with like you having agency around the subject of sex you being able because i personally i feel like if certain things have been i've been informed about certain things i would have been able to advocate for myself better in certain situations like where somebody touched me inappropriately i felt weird but i didn't understand why i felt weird and then you will start even internalizing like oh i might be one overreacting or i might just like a prude or am i weird or whatever but if the information had been given to me growing up about like oh somebody's not supposed to touch you here or do this to you or whatever you will now be feeling like you're even guilting yourself for feeling weird right. because yeah, then these people are very, very brazen and when they touch you are like ah, why did you talk they and what they like they will kind of like confront you and just intimidate you but if you had that agency to be able to be like no i have been informed that this is inappropriate you can't touch me there you can right. do that to me right. and then I come and pretend i say oh it's because i'm i'm i'm, I'm not exposed or i'm not um, advanced that's you're why I'm, you know you're a prude you know that will give you agency because i know that i, I was in 
some situations that I like I should not have been in, but my ignorance, my naivety was taken advantage of, and I couldn't advocate for myself. Looking back now, I know, and I feel like if that, and, and I always say this thing like hmm, in my experience, my life, man. I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't have like the craziest experience, but for me, I had some encounters that I was like, whoa! I went into the lion's den, the dragon's den, and I came out, you know, generally unscathed. Like there were things that there were experiences that I had that I feel like if I had been equipped with that tool of information, like, okay, this is, these are things that are wrong. These are things that somebody should not do to you. And these are things you should not do to somebody. And you should be able to say no, stand your ground, create boundaries, all of that. It would have helped me because the sex talk is beyond just the penetration. There's so much more involved. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's all of that. There's, Introducing the child to their body parts, you know, helping them to set boundaries, helping that child to even create that agency that, okay, see, you're in control of this body. And then you start, you start from when the, I mean, it's easier to build, like lay a foundation and continue to build upon it versus okay. waiting for a child to be older and then right. you want to have a-, a And by then the child has listened to music, listen, watched movies, read books, and all of these, and, and that all of these things could be misinforming the child about right. sex, could be telling so, them something wrong. So if you wait for, you're saying, oh, let's wait till the child is uh, a teenager. Oh, let's wait till they're 16, let's wait till they're 18. If you're waiting up until like the child is an, a teenager and adult, it may be too little, too late. It will be actually. Right. It will be because they are with their friends and you don't know what their friends are even exposed to. Their friends might be exposed to porn and that is the first interaction they have with sex. You know, there's, there's just too many loose ends. It's too much of a risk. Yeah. And I feel like you can never go wrong with informing, keeping your kids informed Absolutely. and being the one who kind of, you are kind of at least at the beginning stage in control of the of the situation or the information that they have access to. That way, when they are exposed to certain terrible information, they might be able to- To come back and share that with you. And even challenge it and say, no, that's not true. My mom told me something else or like what consent is, what um, like body part is or what it is not like, what to, where, how you touch it or you don't touch it, you know, stuff like that. You know, it helps them because they are mixing with different people. They are going to places that you have no clue that they are going right. to. And right. you want to equip them to exist, to perform you know, in the world to be able to live in the world without being taken advantage of. And then you, when you have these conversations with them, you want to be as real as possible. Don't, 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 like we said, don't lie to them about things. Don't make I mean, let's not deny the fact that it's awkward. Like, it is. It's definitely that. But like, how would you even go about it? That's, I mean, that's an individual journey. We are acknowledging it right now. We know that it's an awkward conversation. Even as adults now, now our parents are even more comfortable talking about it. For some people, not me, but for some people, their, their parents are more comfortable talking to them about sex now that they are grown. Um, and even, it's even still awkward, a little, it might, it might be enough, it's not my personal experience, but I know that they're like, it's still a little awkward, right? Not to talk of like when they're even now younger, but it's weird that it's now that we are older and we know better that our parents are not comfortable telling us the things that they should have told us when we were completely ignorant. So, but we also know from experience that, yes, we know that this conversation is awkward. Even, in all honesty, even Johanna that is talking about this thing today, it's also taking, I mean, it's not that I'm 100% there with like my confidence and my mm -hmm. talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm, you know, leaning into my um, comfortability and confidence with the whole subject, right? So we all, we all, we, we know for a fact that the more you do something, the better. And whether it's confidence, whether it's stripping um, the awkward factor around it. So yes, it may be an awkward conversation, but the, but the more you have that conversation with, whether if it's maybe, for instance, with a partner or in this instance, a child, you're talking about this, um, the subject of sex with your child, the more you talk about it, the more it's going to feel normal to you, the more you normalize it, like just the fact that you're having that conversation, you begin to see that you're beginning to be comfortable, you know, talking about it, you feel more relaxed, you feel because that's just how how life works. The more you do something, the better you get at it. So the more we start to have these conversations, mm -hmm. I believe the, the the more that awkward factor will be stripped away from this subject of sex. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not a, a 
a, a matter of doom. It's awkward and it's going to be like that forever and ever. It can actually be better. So let's yeah, try. Yeah, get better. The more you have a conversation, the the better it, it gets, I believe. And I mean, just imagine a, a, a world where, for example, you're able to tell your kids about body parts and boundaries, and maybe God forbid, but they have an encounter with a predator who wants to touch them or wants them to touch them, and they're able to say, "Oh no, I, I, that that is wrong," because my mom said, "Oh, like if they're really young, they can say that their mom." You know, them bringing that their mom into the conversation, it throws the, the predator off. Right. It puts yes. fear in that in that predator. Because they're like, "Oh, this child probably will tell their parents." Oh yeah. Right? This one's like the person is just like completely ignorant the child is completely ignorant or innocent about it and they're like oh it's okay false comfort they make them feel falsely comfortable and they mm -hmm. do it that, that shame will come and the child will probably hide it right and they not have anybody to go back to talk to so i like i like i feel like 100 advocate let's have the talk and also another thing that somebody mentioned that i think i should quickly mention is if it is a child coming to ask you about sex it's good to try to get to the bottom of where got that information. they got that information because you want to know how long they have known it and maybe it was a person, person that person is Wait. and in what form was that information exposed to them was it oh, yeah. that, from it from books from movies from music or from a person or from hands-on you want to get to the bottom of it but not like to make them feel bad for coming to us but like right. things you know able to keep that conversation going so they can come back and, and ask because things will happen in life and you want to always be that open channel that your kid will come back to amen mm -hmm. but, but right. like before we wrap up like i was thinking like do you think this has any effect on how we grow up like for you personally having a conversation not having a conversation do you think it impacted like how you are navigating the, the reality of sex or you have how you have navigated the reality of sex most definitely i think it impacted mm. most definitely um because like i mean like we've i established here even like okay you're now you're, you're a woman you know 30 plus right you're still even trying to be comfortable with this subject of sex yeah. right and that's because you're really not actively doing the work Mm -hmm. right learning things you know just different things ar around the subject mm -hmm. imagine if there was like that um channel that that relationship had been there and mm -hmm. you'd been doing all of this whole discussion conversation years back right it, it like a world of difference like where you would be with the, with the subject even how you um handled people who were, who were trying to take advantage of you you would mm -hmm. you could even potentially have even mentioned it i've would have potentially mentioned some of those people to my parents but thankfully the um most of the the um inappropriate um encounters that i had that i had i was able to i don't know i, I was this child where it's almost like they say you chop something right like i'd always been that kind of child where um for my age it, it feels like I, I was always brave it's mm -hmm. not it's not my own doing so i was able to for the most part in most cases defend myself and get out of the situation because right. I legit had a situation where I, um, at a time where we were living, you know, face me and face you, where you, you know, you had neighbors, you're sharing toilets and bathroom, mm -hmm. you know, ha having a bowel moment, you know, and then a neighbor came because there was no door. This, this, a neighbor came and tried to offer me sex, even brought money, but I never mentioned any of that to, to a parent, you know, and thankfully I was able to, it wasn't a case of like, oh, he, thankfully it wasn't a case of like, oh, he was going to rape you. Right. But he right. was pushing for it, but it could have been that case. We had this person, if you said, he would not take no for an answer and he tries to you know forcefully you know what i'm saying so oh yes they were definitely like they were impacts and, and how you? Situation, you didn't talk and who knows what that guy did not to blame you but i'm just saying like you see how some of these things how they all kind of there's a ripple effect even me too i had like a lot of inappropriate sexual um that I, I i should never have had but even the fact that i had them i didn't tell my parents and there were some that it happened i didn't tell my parents but it was after another like a higher level mm -hmm. of kind of exhalated with another person that's when i spoke up and then mm -hmm. that's when it was kind of the situation was kind of brought under control to an extent but it's just just seeing how all of that kind of trickles into even as you grow up because you have not been given the tool 
to to express what sex is you don't you're not comfortable with it from you don't even have the language you don't feel comfortable we are we are taken advantage of we exploited because of that like aversion to talking about it because we've never been given the tools of health and i think for me personally too i think there was definitely a loss for me even going to adulthood i mean not able to feel know the full extent but go looking back i definitely know that um there was a loss to me not having had that talk or my parents telling me oh this is what sex is or whatever i mean i i know that i was i remembered while i was preparing for this episode a book that i saw where there was there's a book called where there's no doctor we had it in our house right and it was it has like diagrams and different things about what to do in different situations and i think it had like a diagram about sex or when a woman is having um a baby and things mm-hmm. like that that was one of the places that i learned about sex apart from like my novels and all the things that i did mm-hmm. so, like it could have been a porn it could have been a porn magazine that i read and that would have informed my knowledge about sex not that so like there's so there's so many like what what they call it um what's those things that explode when you're in terrible effects but i've forgotten the word now right yeah. no so there you know when my minds right there's so many minds that could explode like that would go across as we're going through life there's so many minds that we could step on and it would explode and it would just become it's just some of us are lucky and right, really, right. Us, like, it, it really turned out really bad but it's right. too much really so yes. chance we do yes. not want to that's why we say you know whether or not you're a person of faith pray and hope and not strategies Amen. no Amen. we're not saying we're not saying don't pray we're not saying, we're not saying the conversation will solve all the problems in the world it doesn't matter if some people you, some kids you tell them and the experiences will still end up not being awesome but like it's a risk we're taking at try. least do that at least let's do that and let's know that if anything were to happen, at least we can rule out the fact that we actually did that. We tried our best, right? Like, so mm-hmm. it's it's not a matter of we regret not having those conversations because now it's a matter of like, what could have happened? You know, we don't want we don't want those moments where we're doing. Um, I wish I had. I, you know, yeah. would you have changed? I, I just remember something like even when I got married, the day before my marriage, right, my wedding day, rather, my mom and her sisters and like women, the older women in my family, like where I went home. And they were telling me about marriage, like, oh, do this, do that, be kind, be gentle, be sweet, be nice, love him, respect him, you guys should grow up together, do everything, plan your life. And nobody told me about sex. And this was me getting married. Nobody said anything. I was, I used to joke with my husband, right? And I'm like, if I wanted to take the advice of those men, you know there won't be sex in this marriage. Like, you will come and tell me there's sex. And I'm like, ah, no, they did not tell me that there's sex. So, so how am I going to? No, what they told me is to make sure I, you know, take care of you, cook, take care of you, love you, respect you, that I should make sure that I support you and let you support me and we all grow together. Nobody talked about sex, so sex is not my duty. If it was based on what they told me, so you see, no, no, that's a little extreme. I know that's a little extreme right like, now. I literally, have done that, and I would be justified. Like, even my mom, you won't be justified because I know because my mom is not going to get married if you're not going to have sex. Nobody told me anything about sex. If sex is important, why didn't they talk about it? That, and that's the crazy thing. Sex is one of the major things you do in marriage. Nobody said anything. So my assumption, if I was completely naive, I could literally claim like I can't have sex. But nobody told me sex. Like what they told me is. Come on, how children happen? Is it is that it? And nobody told me. You know, that kind of like ah. I'm being extreme. <laughs> I'm being extreme, but I'm just saying, like, even I as a, a grown woman, nobody still told me about it. So you can see how that thing can have a ripple effect, even as you grow up. So I think it, it, it's definitely very valuable to have. And it. I think it's even it's even worse for boys. The you know this I think there's an assumption that they know what they're doing. There's an assumption that they now usually when even the, if the conversation ever comes up, usually the women that people focus on like, oh, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, because we are the ones who carry the like, physical evidence right. oh. of the sex, that the sex happened. The guy can literally deny and say, I didn't sleep with her. So the woman is stopped because she can't say, I didn't sleep, I have sex. Because, there's because your, your belly is growing. Exactly. So that's why people assume that guys, they'll be yes, okay. Yes. But let's, that, let's try to do better. Murky because they don't know what consent is. They don't know when the woman is saying yes or no. They don't know how to pleasure a woman. There's STDs. There's so many layers. Even it. for when they have inappropriate encounters. True. 
they don't even like it's even worse for them because to them they feel like hmm, this this auntie picked on me that means you know um, yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's yeah, you know right? this they uncle picked on me like, they like they start liking their abuser because it gives them a false sense of of power superiority oh, yes. so, so do we do we see how things can just continue to it's we gotta, gotta have that talk people we gotta have that talk we gotta do better it's too much it's too much to leave to chance like we've established already mm -hmm. please when we know better let's try to do better and um please put no one on a pedestal put nobody on a pedestal and let's protect and equip kids with the tools the information that they need so they can set boundaries and you know create that agency you know over their bodies um let's try to really really protect those precious babies okay on that note i think we're, we're wrapping it up right now um hope you've enjoyed and um liked this episode um if you have give it a thumbs up um share what your experiences where or are if you um, and your parents are still you know continuously having conversations around, around sex i think that is a cool thing you know if there's that dynamic between your relationship with your parents so all the parents how was that conversation like with all the conversations because it's not a one-time thing so let us know share your feedback with your feedback with us would love to hear and read from oh, what, what strategies are you using in in passing that information across to your kids would like to know because i personally would love to know because i'm i'm at the maiden stage of my parenthood, I just had my baby like six months ago. So like we're getting there where the kids Ooh, have like, yeah. So like, you, all you veteran parents, what you are doing. Who is a friend? Who is a veteran? Please, oh veteran, oh Jana, please. Who is a veteran? She had a note. Pay her no mind. Pay her no mind. <laughs> Pay her no mind. I don't know what she's talking about. I am still, I am still young in, in the hood. In the parenthood. I'm very much young. <laughs> all right. Now, hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll see you all on the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. And let's keep this conversation going, both online and offline. And let's work together and commit to dismantling this whole culture of silence and shame around sex amen all right we'll see you all on the next episode bye, bye everybody bye. Yeah. <laughs>